Introduce ourselves. Um, I'm your co-host Ivan. Co-host here. This is E Ibrahima right here. Uncle E. Uncle E. Uncle E. Status. And we want to welcome you all to the Jola meets the Madi podcast. Um, the man. Jola meets the Madi, bro. We gotta we gotta explain. We might need to dissect that a little. The more. The whole title before we even go off why we have this podcast. Right. The the title kind of. Kind of sets it off of what we're going to do here. We thought it would spark a little curiosity for those who might not directly relate with it too. Um, but why don't you start with the Jola? What, what the Jola? is the Jola? Jeez. I mean, so my name again, my name tells me everything, right? As in, mm. at first, uniquely what, what it is or where you're from. Mm. So Ibrahim Baji is my name. So the last name, Baji. Um, it's associated with, um, my father's last name and that relates to your father's tribe where your father's from. So, uh, at least coming from the Gambia, um, the last name, the Baji is, uh, it's one of those last names where if you have Baji, you're, you're Jola from mm-hmm. Gambia. It's, uh, some other last names in Gambia, they have, um, between, there can be some tribes have it, but, uh. Um, what I like about it or what I find unique is if your last name is Baji, you're Jola. Okay. Um, and um, my dad was Jola. So, uh, his Jola, I mean, and his grandfather, his dad was Jola and so on. So um, that's the tribe I'm associated with. Okay. But it's on the high level, the front face, which we'll go into. But uh, so, you go ahead. So why don't, why, don't we, why don't you give us or whoever's listening a bit of insight as to who the Jola are what was a, a, a two minute history on them yeah. so I mean this is what sparks the whole conversation right, right. of what the title is right. right so let me see um, I say I'm a Jola right growing up you're associated with okay your Jola was your tribe this Jola you know with friends and everybody has different tribes Gambia a small country we still have different tribes of course the majority is uh it's Mandinka or Mandingo or, mm. you know, that's in that. It's the same thing. Mm. Um, Jola is um, the, I would say, third or fourth largest uh, ethnic group in Gambia. Okay. Um, we're notorious, well, it's now infamous mm. or um, a large part of, for me, growing up being Jola was um, the president was Jola, the old president, former president of Gambia. Jamed. Yeah, Jamed. Um, 22 years of rule. Uh. Um, that ended, um, but a large part of that for me growing up, 
being Jolai included that, that the president was Jolai, the president was on your tribe. Yeah. Um, but for me, um, what I know about being a Jolai, actually, which is funny, is I don't know how to speak the language. Mm. Um, my dad doesn't even know how to speak the language. My dad's mom is Mandinka, which is the majority. He right. speaks that fluently, mm. but he doesn't even know how to speak his own tribe's language, Jolai, but we're still associated with that. Okay. So it's a very... It's more of a title or the name versus what you really represent. If you ask me about our Jola history, mm. I barely know many. Uh, I barely know anything. The most I've actually learned was um, the article I was telling you uh, that, that we read that my brother wrote um, where he talks about, which I'm just opening here, where he talks about what he learned or what he knows about being Jola. Mm. Um, this is from my dad's side of the family, though, because everyone... I'm going off on tangents here, but everyone, like your mom and your dad, if they're from, especially from us, West Africa, Gambia, growing up, my mom's, you know, well off in cereal, which is, but you tend to, I would say for us, you can tend to be more influenced by their side of the family, Okay. speak their language, we speak well off versus your dad, Jola's side. So I would say I'm definitely more towards my mom's side. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, I don't know much really about uh, my Jola people. Um, mm-hmm. Which is crazy, uh, if you really ask me, and, to be honest. And that's something that we'll dissect a little bit. We'll dissect. We'll um, dissect. We'll about dissect. how it means so much to one person, but nothing to the other. Because for me, Abraham is my friend. It doesn't matter if he's Jola, Madinka, whatever it is. Facts. You know, but to him, it means that much, right? It does. Um, and it means a lot without not, it's, it's the idea or the core of it. Right. Because if it means a lot, if you tell me to write an essay on the Jala people, right. I'm on Google, you know, trying to find everything, what I can Google about it. Right. To know about the people. But right. what it represents to you, what you're growing up with, I think that's kind of what you hold on to. And right. that's what you appreciate and you love. So, you know, of course, I love my Jala people, if you ask me. Mm. I, I can't probably even speak language with them. Mm. But it's still, you know, it's the same because you're proud of uh, what it represents. But you relate so much. Yeah. Right. Of course. Um, so the title meets, or the Jola meets the Madi. Um, it's your turn. It's your turn. My turn. Where do I start? I, I'm, I'm not even, I'm, 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 I'm a phony because my, uh, my dad is Madi. Madi is the tribe. This is in um, Uganda. This is Uganda for those who don't know. East, East, what does Uganda class? East Africa, South East? East Africa. Okay. Part of the East African community, all that. Okay. Um, that's the tribe that my dad is from and that I claim, right? But Keyword, you claim. I claim. Do we, do we, okay, go ahead. Keyword. Um, in all actuality, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because just like you, I don't speak the language. But yet, everything I claim comes from that side of the family. And even Madi in itself is quite controversial or conflicting. In what because way? Because before colonialism, right, we all kind of coexisted in that area of southern Sudan and northern Uganda. Okay, right? okay, okay. It was known as King Leopold. King Leopold was a Belgian king. Um, it was known as his hunting grounds. Of course. So... The people coexisted there. They didn't even name themselves. It wasn't until the white man came, right? So... And he asked the Madi man, he said, who are you? He said, Madi. Madi means I am me. 
right? Or oh, wait, mean, wait. So, <laughs> so it can mean I am me. It can mean we are here. Yeah, yeah. Loosely translates to your present. Uh huh. So the white man said, oh, Madi. These are the Madi people. Wow. But in actuality, Madi means I'm here, right? Wow. So look at that. We don't, do we really even have an identity? So, so it's basically a group of people. Right. No, no, you know, no borderlines, no nothing borders, like that. Nothing. Here comes colonialism. Here yeah. comes, you know, it comes uh, King Leopold or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you people, uh, what are you guys? Oh, yeah, I'm going to just call you Madi. And now I've designated you guys. So, wait, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. You're not telling me. So you're saying your tribe, what you're deemed as a tribe, it's really a group of people found within one, um, basically demographic or geographical region that colonialists came and said, well, I'm just going to just call you guys this one people here and say you guys are tribe. Yeah. So here comes the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Then you're saying there's no such thing as tribe. So you've not really told me your identity then. Your ethnic group. Ethnic mm. group and tribe is different things. True. So colonialists found an ethnic group, right. I'm guessing, and said... That's, more or less. That's your tribe called the Madi. Yeah. So then there's no... Then... You know, it's... It's interesting because it, it goes past even tribes and, and, and ethnic groups. It goes down to clans, right? But that's that's the system we that's, had. That's the system we had. We had the... Well, from what we learned, right? And it's crazy for me. I didn't learn about pre-colonial Africa mm-hmm. until when I went to college and I took a class. Mm. On African studies, right. which is crazy, right? A bit crazy. I went to elementary school all the way through, you know, about and most of half, I'll say half of my high school, mm-hmm. you know, in Gambia, Sierra Leone, and I really never was taught about pre-colonial Africa, right? Until I go, I'm in school, I'm in my sophomore year in Daytona Beach, Florida. Mm. And it's funny enough, it's an African professor. Mm. So we're in America being taught our history. It took me to come to school in America as a college student to have the most knowledge on my African history. Now, your brother, Dr. Ishmael Baji, shout out the man. Shout out to Is. Um who dropped us with a great article. So knowledge on us. I've, we'll share it. We'll share it when we post it on IG. But um, this is great. The, the quote was something along the lines of our education systems on the continent are almost designed to shape us for this mass exodus. Should I? Should I? Should you, I? you should pull it up. And, okay, and, so and I'm going to, uh, we're going to read an excerpt from my older brother, Ismaila. He wrote an article on, um, basically the article's title was The Truth We Choose to Omit. Right. And in summarizing it, he's talking about our new generation. So me and Ivan, what, millennials, mm. you know, living now in America or our generation, forget living in America or anything, our generation, period, right? Mm. We're here. I mean, we meet African-Americans. We yeah. meet we meet various black people that, you know, as a direct result of, you know, slavery or being generations ago, right. you know, uprooted from the motherland. Mm. How much more do we know than them about our history, right? So my older brother, he writes this brilliant article, oh, it's a blog, really, that, um, where he chats about it. And he has this really, um, 
He makes a paragraph here that we had that really stuck to both me and Ivan. So I'm just going to read it real quick. Mm, okay. So, okay, there it is. He says, um, he makes you wonder about our education system. So, Ivan, just a quick education system. So, for you, when did you come? So, I moved to, to the, the United see. States when I was 10. 10. Um, yeah. So, your good. education system in Uganda uh, was from what grade? From what grade? Yeah. Uh, it's the primary school system. So, so you did primary school there, right? right? And I did, yeah, basically primary but, school. But you do agree. You mm-hmm. do agree. We're going to read, uh, what, what, what I'm about to read, what my brother says here. You do agree, because I fully agree. Because mm. for me, you know, primary school up to high school, you know, I'm, I'm in the education system right. in Africa. So um, so this is what my brother says, basically. He's, he, he's questioning here the education system in Africa, right, that we've all experienced. A lot of us who came here for college and higher education in America or the West or UK, wherever, he says it makes you wonder if the slave trade ever ended or did it morph from physical to intellectual bondage. So we went from submission by capture to volunteer exodus of the brightest from the continent. What is actually left behind? The poor cannot afford migration ruled by corrupt leaders that serve as obedient dogs to Western leaders while using the natural resources to uh, enrich themselves. And that's a bar. Facts. From the... From the facts. From the OG. Where's the fax machine, you know, bro? Where is the fax a, machine? A fax sound, sound effect. Yo, we one. just need a fax sound effect here because this is straight facts. You know, and, and I think, especially for me, taking, or not taking it, but saying it with a grain of salt because Shit. I did only do my primary there. So as far as the Ugandan school system, I can't fully speak to it, but I can speak on my experiences. And that is very quite, I mean, it's quite the truth, you know? But I mean, and forget about the school system, right? Mm. Well, most, most like, it's mainly set up, what do we usually say, right? I mean, a lot, a lot, I'm not, we're not saying anything about the African school systems or, but I'm saying it's a lot of the times it's set up. And set up for you to once you finish high school you, to pursue that higher education right. it's to it's to go to the top universities in the world or or go abroad right um, and oftentimes it's never come back this or, has been since our parents generation so this yeah. is not us now like our parents you know it's nothing new yeah it's yeah. nothing new so something that people have known about and continue to learn about and it's another 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 topic for discussion you know um we went off our tangent yeah, but continue, we did. continue but i mean that's that's what you should expect in this in this podcast of really, course is we're not we're it's not scripted it's not uh you know we don't have a table of contents we are really just speaking our minds and like if you saw the Instagram uh, post that we made or the story, it was, it's just really we're excited to have a platform to engage in dialogue with everyone who wants to, you know, share ideas, learn ideas, mm-hmm. and and just be ourselves, you know, speak our minds. Okay. Yeah. So all right. So you were telling you were telling me about now. We talked about the Madi people, right? The formation to how you guys. Claim the title, right? Mm. So, the question is now: What do you? How basically? 
you've told me kind of how it was assembled, but I just want to know now, what does that represent to you? How would, how did it impact you? What, calling yourself a Madi, what does that even mean to you? Or, you know, you told me, I, I don't really know much yeah. about my Jola people, but uh-huh. yet still, I take it so seriously in terms of, I appreciate being, being Jola. Right. So how does that relate on your end? I think an important uh, theme here is a sense of belonging. Of course. Uh, um, what do you mean, self sense of belonging? Belonging to what? I think it's human nature to be wanted, mm. or to have a sense of. You know, p- people love to be- to belong to a cause, to a purpose, whatever it may. I don't be. like the word belong. Was it? I, I I it's not a sense of belonging. Uh huh. It's you're claiming this is not we don't it's, we didn't belong to be Jola. This is your history. This is where your family, you know, your family basically. If you go down your family tree, this is where you are. It's not of saying, "Oh, I belong here" or "I want to belong here." Okay, you're claiming so maybe, this is yours. Maybe maybe "belong" is a different is a incorrect phrase. Maybe we should use what. No, you're claiming it. It's claiming yours. It. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's yours. It's your heritage. You're it's, saying this is who I am. It's your yeah. generational history. Okay. This is who I am. It's not saying I belong here or this is where I belong. No, this is what I am. This is what our generation is. Right. And it's accepting that and being understanding of that, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I think with Madi, it's... Yeah, I claim it, you know? It's... What That's, do you know about Mari people, though? You claim Mari... Okay, I'm just... What do I'm I know just, about them? Okay. Um, you told me here a brief history of... Um, of your, the, how it was formed. Yeah, yeah, was. but... Um, you, know, you know, it's interesting. My... I don't speak the language, obviously. You don't as well? Okay. But... I think all the values and all the... What are these values? It's that, very, very, very... I say the culture is almost cosmopolitan, right? Um, there's a lot of accepting people okay very hospitable people okay um driven people in the sense that once they commit to a cause they'll see it through um and overall just kind-hearted people which is something i tend to gravitate to right? okay yeah um if you go to moyo moyo is where Madia from is a village you can sleep with your door open if you come to other villages, you might not be able to do that. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. So it's the overall... Peaceful. Peaceful vibes, yeah. you know, accepting and generally just, hey, cool people, you know? I think that's the one thing I've always loved about my tribe and my people, right? And now to, to kind of mix that up some a little bit more, I I claim that, right? You claim it. I claim my D, but really yeah. I'm only half. So this is where it comes from, That's right? Where it so comes is from. it the Jola meets the Madi? Right. It's not really true. It's not. It's not because that's half. That's half. That's, and if you really break it down, and I just told you here, I'm Jola, but I would say I'm way more influenced mm-hmm. by you know, like say my mom's side mm-hmm. or the family or my mom's heritage, than being even Jola, right? Which mm-hmm. we're still proud of both. Yeah. So. And that Tiana tells you of kind of how our, you know, how, how we grew up, right? Right. Most of us, we grow up, our parents, you know, sometimes, you know, they come from different tribes, what we call tribes now, um, or different ethnic groups, which is probably the more correct statement. And uh, that's kind of 
basically different traits are all fused within us and we've grown up right mm-hmm. that way and i guess now we're reflecting or seeing a lot of how our personalities are how we were raised mm. why is out of that it's a direct impact of also our parents how where they come from and how kind of how that came in together right so yes and you now you're just telling me my the being mighty that's only half right that is only half of me but it's more it's 5149 5149 5149 because i grew up around the muddies more than i did my other side my other side is rundies for those who don't know it's uh for those who don't know where Rwanda is, Rwanda is directly south of Uganda. Um, this also, also, <laughs> also uh, in East Africa, but my mother is Rundis, and that's my other half. Another half that I'm kind of culturally ignorant to, if you will. You know, it's crazy, though. Uh, like, this whole... And it, it all leads down to, again, right? It's, we... We're almost disconnecting from, I won't call it a disconnect, it's, I guess it just builds up over time, mm. where um, it's now just, we, we might as well just wear dashikis and say, I'm yeah, African. We might as well just, might as well. you know, and it's the whole thing, right? This is centered around the title, and you know, I was telling this to my brother, is the title, and why me and I haven't said the Jola meets the Madi is... We're not, we don't want to say the Gambian meets the Ugandan because mm-hmm. that doesn't tell you anything. Right. It's too general. You, it's like, oh, you're from Africa? Oh, yeah, I'm from Africa. <laughs> what does that tell you? That, don't, that doesn't mean anything, right? Right. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm from Gambia. Okay, so what? Gambia has, even being like one of the smallest countries in Africa, there's still a lot of ethnic groups in there. Right. It doesn't tell you really what you're about or what kind of how you grew up or what your identity is. Mm. Which is still important. These are things that you need to understand before you go anywhere else. You need to understand your core values. So, you being from Uganda, mm-hmm. you know, this is what we claim, right? Because this is what, um, and why we're saying this is, you know, no matter what, you know, you came here when you're 10. You know, I've grown up in different countries and probably if you look at it now, I've spent most of my time outside of Gambia living than here. Mm-hmm. But it's that core value, right? It's that mm-hmm. core value is here Ugandan and I'm Gambian. That's where we're from. That's mm-hmm. our homeland. And but we now now become very vague. If I meet certain and I experience this at work. Oh yeah, I'm from Gambia, it's in West Africa, it's the smallest country. Oh yeah, really? Okay, cool. That's it. I didn't tell them um that's so vague. I just I just named a country, right. and I I they really I mean yeah it's just a country but if, it, it, I'm not trying to get all deep here but it's a country that was created by a colonialist power right it's really just it was a region right mm. that you know it was a river that goes through and the British say we want this river for slave trade whatever or use of resources and we create a sovereign country well a colonial country out of that mm. but. I didn't say, hey, I didn't even mention like, oh, I'm from this part of the Gambia or, you know, something like that. You meet, let's say, an American, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, I'm from Philly or I'm from Chicago, you know. Mm. Still, that's different, but at least they're mentioning the location of where they're from and it should give you an idea of what, if you're from Chicago or from Kansas, it'll give you an uh, idea of kind of what environment or how they grew up. Is it almost like saying... Home is where you make it? Nah, bro. 
because in reality, they're from Philly, but they're really not. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. But they've at least gone one part, right? If you tell me you're from Uganda, at least just tell me. I mean, I'm just saying, this in general, right? We, we tend to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying at a very least, tell me where from in Uganda are you from? Okay. And that will spark maybe. I'll be more curious. If you told me I'm from Kampala, Uganda, or not even Kampala, tell me somewhere else. Like, I'm from, give me an example. Moyo. You're from Moyo, Uganda. Okay. Or, yo, I'm from Uganda. Mm. If you ask me from Moyo, Uganda, nine times out of ten, I'm more likely to ask you more questions about that than if I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, you Ugandan, cool. That's it. Know what I'm copy, saying? Copy, copy, copy. That's all I'm saying. Copy. Um, a question that always comes to my mind is, Cities like Kampala. Okay. Or I'm not, I can't really speak to Banjo. Okay. But say Nairobi, Kenya. Okay. Um was another good city. Any any real main city that is a melting pot of all different cultures, right? That's true. Question that comes to mind is is that model too is it, it it's almost like it's it's impossible to really retain your true culture per se right once you get into an environment what that is considered a melting pot of of course many right? that's that's what happens over time so with our african-american brothers and sisters who had their history taken away from them completely right um really are we almost a model of that no 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 so here, this is how i look at it right and this is why i'm we're saying this thing all trying to build around uh, tribes, culture, where we're from, you know, is we're trying to see, as I'm looking at it at this, mm-hmm. how much are we different? For example, if we, if we sat here, if there was an African-American here, right? Mm-hmm. And we're here, at least we're talking about, you know, we, you, at least you mentioned about how the colonialists came, um, you know, and how the Mari people became known as what they are today. Um, I mentioned to you how, you know, I grew up from the Jola tribe. My dad's Jola. I know my dad. Uh, my dad's dad was apparently a warrior or something. Mm. You know, I, I'm even hating it. Look at how I'm sounding ignorant. I think my dad's dad was a warrior or something, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You see? So, it's horrible. You know, this is bad. This is mm-hmm. bad. You can't mm-hmm. even tell me, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. So, my brother, my older brother, he wrote... He talks about it here in his article, right? Um, where he, I'm sure he did research too, or maybe he just knows better than me. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, he's talking about the Jaw people. If you want to feel the tribes in West Africa, they did not have a caste system. He finds great pride in that. Um, and then he knew a little bit about uh, my my dad's dad, I guess. Um, apparently, um, like I said, he was one of the loyal guys to. I guess the Jola Kingdom, and they kind of sent him to a, to like the city in Gambia that's now known as Bansang, and he was like I guess the chief of the Alkali de Alkali they call it there there was mm-hmm. it Alkali yeah I think it's called Alkali, um so my brother talks about it here in this article which I didn't know of to be honest and that's the thing too I didn't really sit down and ask my dad these questions or was I curious because come on 
Mm-hmm. Let's be serious, you know. Growing up, I'm trying to watch my new. I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> tag up. Play. I ain't there saying, yo, dad, tell me about you. By the way, you know? we, we are serious Man U fans. So hey, United till we if die. If you are not a United fan, please, please. vacate but this kids, podcast. Vacate this Take premises. nonsense somewhere else. Hey, that which way? That way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not good times for us, but we're going to have more episodes. We're going to have the... It's coming. We have faith. The, the, the sports ones are coming, mm-hmm. but... um. What was I saying? Uh, you were talking about the job of people. What I know, so it's the mm-hmm. whole thing. You see how I'm sounding? Right, right. Yeah. So uh, question: like, Have you have you ever seen your family tree? Come on, what family tree? Come on, this guy. No, no. Like, I, bruh, all I our family tree is our uncle telling us, yeah, back in your day. So it's passed down. Huh? It's passed down. But this is we we we're oral history guys. Right. This is this is our continent. We're based on oral history or the griots. People coming and telling you about your family history. That's how things were. Definitely. People tell you Definitely. about your family history. It's all oral. No one writes shit down. Um, I think that's a, a something that needs to change, which it might have already changed, given that with all these technological advances. But I sat down with my dad the other day, and we. Uh, we went through our family tree, starting that from is our, dope. our great, or from my great great grandfather. Um, beyond me, <laughs> and he we drew. I mean, to the best of our ability, the the overall scope of our family. What did you learn? I learned that our our culture is a very tight knit. I've got cousins who I, I would consider my brothers and sisters, but in actuality, in white people terms, they're my third or fourth cousin. But that doesn't exist, right? Which is, goes back to the point I was talking about hospitality this is and acceptance in, in our culture. In country, okay. Right? It's, you're so-and-so, no, you're mine. You're part of us, right? You belong here. I know you don't like that word, but... You belong. No, I'm not saying I don't like. Right. It. I'm saying it's not the right word, in my opinion. Um, or we are claiming you. How about that? Yeah, this um, is where. You, yeah, this is where. This is your rightful place. Right. Um. So it 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 kind of confines us, you know, as a whole. Of course. Um. So as obviously the 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 population has grown and everything. It's 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 hard yeah, to kind of. But that's what I think. It's ev- I won't call it evolution, but as time passes, this is right. what happens. Right. You know, like you said, the melting the melting pots. Right. You know, the big cities become melting pots, right. and as time goes, but. Fa- I'd be interested to see a, a twenty three and me of of both of us. A what? A, a twenty twenty three and me. Have you heard of it? What's that? It's like the DNA test thing. <laughs> so what's a DNA test gonna tell us? I mean, it's not gonna tell us much, but it's gonna show a little bit of history. My my Rundi's cousin took one, right? Okay, what this, did it This happen? is my first cousin. She found out she's, I think, like 12% Middle Eastern. Nah, man. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Actually, so, you might tell us more. We, we've, we've lived on the continent for God knows how long. There's no way that we are 100% pure Jola, Madi, whatever. Randy's whatever. Even the proud Yoruba guys that are proud Yoruba de- de- <laughs> what do you call Yoruba devils? Demons. Demons. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah, they, they they're probably uh mixed, right? You might get shocked. They, that... might, they might not they <laughs> might be fake demons. <laughs> you guys might be part angel, you never know. Come on, now. not promote that. But I mean that's crazy though. Um 
That's crazy. Think of it. How many, like our friends, for example, right? Mm, mm, mm. If we ask them the question, can you give me at least four generations of one of your family three? Mm. Can they do it? Well, no. I, I, I say maybe one out of three. So is it because we grew five. up, we didn't care, we didn't give a, like, we didn't give a damn about this shit, or is it like, do we, do we, who do we blame for not knowing this? Because I feel like we should know this shit. We should, like, but... How are you expecting, um, we claim, we're the, I guess we're the ones from the motherland, right? Mm. We're not, um, we, we, un- well, I won't call it unfortunate, unfortunate, whatever, but at least we should have a stronger understanding of our history than, let's say, an African-American, like Afro-Caribbean, you know? Because mm-hmm. that was taken for them. But we barely, like, we, at least mm-hmm. our generation here, I feel like older generations, you know, like yeah. 40 and above, they, they know more about their family history. But I'm saying, like, us in our 20s here, right. I mean, <laughs> we're not that far off from them all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough finger to point, you know. I'm not trying to say let's point fingers. I'm saying, but, why are we not doing, doing this? Like, right. I understand. Like when we grow up, yeah, you shit. You right. try to tell me, uh, you know, you know how it is. You, you, you have this oral history, right? You have like the griots that come or, you know, that one uncle. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> I knew your dad's dad. I knew your uh-huh. mom's this, that, uh-huh. you know, Two years, twenty, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. I knew that. I'm like, yeah, I, you know. Yeah, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. ah, man, can this person keep talking? I'm trying to dip, you know. Right, like, right. I had no interest. I'm not trying to hear none of that, you know. Yeah. Now I'm like, if he told me that, I probably would, okay. I'll still probably like, okay, can this guy be quiet? But I'll probably listen a little bit to mm-hmm. what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, like a lot of us, like I'm sure this is not only me. You had a lot of times, like your uncles or your people. Sometimes older older generation they more they more like to talk about their history right or talk about your family's history. Mm. But like for me growing up, I when you told me that I'm like okay, what what you want like a cookie like come on. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I should have listened a bit. Oh man, I mean it puts us in an interesting place. You know, it could be good, could be bad. We don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. But, I'm, but at least we got the conversation going. You know. Hey, y'all, please, if you can, just think about it, right? Mm. You know, like... I think that's more directed at... It might seem like that's directed at our Africans, but, man, if you're... Wherever you're Anyone from, in general, anyone, just think of it. Mexican We're and talking about African our generation here, yeah, like, indigenous, do we really care about this shit? Yeah, know? I mean, this. I think it applies to everybody. Indigenous peoples, um, whether you are from the U.S., Mexico, whatever it may be... Um, because you really need to understand really because it a lot of these things of it leads to it's a multiplier effect right to right. how you are how you were raised if you sometimes didn't understand your parents decisions how it led to things how that affected you mm-hmm. if you have a strong understanding uh, understanding of like where you're from what you're about your core, your core values like it, it helps that it helps with that a lot mm. that's what I think 100% mm. uh, and that's a for sure right on mm. nah um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh guy what else should we tell these guys about this podcast we just alright so we, we started back. off we came out guns blazing yeah you know talk about you know the whole Jola Amadi the, you know but I, I think also it's imperative that people understand that because they need to understand why we say the things we say. Exactly. And the how we talk about what we talk about. And why we even talk about the things 
that we're gonna talk about on this podcast, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, like like what Ivan said, I agree. You know, we just wanted to first start off. Uh-huh. This is the thing that's most important. Whatever, you know, whatever you do, right? Whoever, if I meet some, you know, like if people present something, you know, you want to ask what's the basis of that uh-huh. and what's what's the whole what's the whole reasoning for that. So uh-huh. you know, you have to start off with this core, right? With that's why we chose the title and what it first means. Right. So, you know, it's very vague if we just say, oh, yeah, Ugandan guy, Ugandan guy, you know, we just hear a podcast, you know, chatting shit, mm-hmm. you know, talking about stuff. But we have to also, there's also the part that's real, right, where it's important for us to, to show that. We're actively trying to understand we're, our heritage. We're, we're serious we're guys. We're serious guys. We're serious guys. We're not jokers. We're not jokers. <laughs> Um, do you notice that now, like the Nigeria accent? Is it Nigeria accent has been like go to go to clown? The go to clown. <laughs> you know, we love you, Nigerians. We are not jokers. That's crazy. Some of our best friends are Nigerians. So. Hey, we love our Nigerians. We love, we love, we love, we love everyone. Man. But they, you know, like I said, they be thinking they're like you know top of the top. They hide. You know, we love everyone. It's not yeah. only Nigerians, so this it's not guy only is you guys. For himself, I bet. It's not only y'all out here in these streets, goddammit. <laughs> um, now nah, what what else should uh, what else should our people know about you, the man, Ibrahima? Look, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to um recently and this is what we these are conversations we've had mm. that um I've been living life, you know, just kinda coasting and um in this aspect of things mm. of um so the most like i understand or get snippets you know of my past because i'm like the last of five with right. five total i'm the last friend I'm, I'm the last so um it's for my siblings my older brothers my sisters that i mainly get an understanding of our past you know, and um, they'll tell me that how I grew up, or you know, like my brother, older brother, oldest, my link, he'll tell me about, you know, our family's history and stuff. And these recent years, you know, I, I'm growing up now. I'm no longer like you know, teenager or just too focused. But, you know, I'm now twenty four. So mm-hmm. uh, these things now, I really just want to have more knowledge of understanding my my family's history. Right, and it never stops. It never stops. So, it's a, it's a path. And like I said, I was really inspired for me when my older brother, who writes, like, dope, dope, you know, articles, well, not even articles, blogs, where he just talks about, you know, same thing, expresses his thoughts. Mm. And he released this episode, this, this blog um, in November of last year, 2018, and he, that's where he talks about it. And the title of it, and like I said, we'll post it on the link. It's called... Um, the truth we choose to omit and mm-hmm. where he talks about you know our Africanness mm-hmm. and you know what sparked it because I remember when Black Panther came out right mm-hmm. everybody oh yeah Yo. the shikis you know when this whoop de whoop you know yeah. yeah we all just claimed that Africanness mm-hmm. a fucking Hollywood movie had to do that shit right, right, you know what I'm saying right, right. we were all hypocrites uh, and I mean, we're not, I'm not saying hypocrites are good we are all caught caught in the moment right we were it took that though it took a Hollywood movie to spark uh, Africanness, mm-hmm. and I remember, um, I remember me and my older brother were talking about it, right? And, you know, so I'm sure down the line that led him to write this article, but for him, he also talks about um, 
our family history, especially my dad's side, us being Jola, what it means to us. And, you know, I, that, that meant a lot to me in terms of being under, able to understand and read that. But he really asked these questions that I feel like now I got I to gotta find answers. I got to find if someone tells me about not only for me to say I'm, I'm from Gambia, I'm here from Gambia, but if someone really asks me, oh, what are you like? And I say, oh, yeah, um, my dad's Jola, my mom's Wallace Serial, you know, and it doesn't end there. Yep. I can tell you about the history. I can tell you about where, we, you know, it's important. You, I feel like you have to know these things. Right. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Helps you understand yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, though. Mm. I have this question that I've always asked. Ask. What's up? You got names, right? What's up? So, two things. Uh-huh. I know y'all uh, classified the drunkest country in the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Huh? You see, I said, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I, I did a couple of research. Uh, you see, you see, Ugandans, so, we've done for ourselves. This is a reputation <laughs> we have. Wow. That's one thing I always thought about Ugandans, mm-hmm. man. They had this one, it's messed up. Uh-huh. I remember in the book, in the book so I was doing like a history book. They had like this Ugandan guy drinking. I don't know, like homemade beer, like home. Probably home, YG. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he had the eye, red eye, and yeah, it's like yeah. Ugandans, drunkest country in the world. Yeah. So that's the first question. Mm-hmm. Same question. That first thing I associate with Ugandans mm. is the last king of Scotland, aka Mister Idi Amin. And um, <laughs> what that means to you? What do you know about it? And uh, me and my sister, um, we used to always the title always used to get us about yeah. Idi Amin. I gotta find so, this title. The and, last king of Scotland, right? Well, his title, Idi Amin, uh, when he was president, what his title was. Wait, uh, this is this is like hilarious to me. With no, you know, like how he, uh, how he called himself. It was like, uh, anyway, go ahead while I find this title. I think first, let me address the alleged drunkenness of our <laughs> beloved nation. Sip, uh, sip, sip, man, sip, man. Yeah, that's y'all. <laughs> man, I don't know, but I, I honestly don't even know where, where that that culture comes from, man. Because it's all Ugandans. It's not just I know specific tribes. Let me tell you guys when I knew it was problematic. I went, I was in Uganda in 2017. It was a Wednesday night. A Wednesday night, right? My brother and I go to this club called Play that was popping off at the time. And I was sitting, the way bars are set up in Uganda, they're like indoors and outdoors, much like any other bars in Africa. Okay. Because uh, tropical climate, you, you know. Um, ventilation it's a must it's a must yep i looked at the time it's maybe 3 a.m you know full bar i turn around no lie less than an hour at least in my mind it was less than an hour i turn around it was light out it's about 7 30 in the morning Jeez. that was a moment that i realized you know we need to do better <laughs> but <laughs> Man, it's it's facts. It's facts. So Ugandans, it's true. It's true. I'm not, I'm, to I'm not. I'm not making this shit up. I know, it's, I know. It's, it's facts. Hey, you guys live right. Ugandans, Kenyans, you're also on that map. Zambians, I've seen some of you guys. Mm. It's 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 facts. I right? think it was on the Guinness Book of Records. I used to see it. I remember it's like seeing it. I'm like, no way. There's no beat. I always think it was like somewhere in Europe or something. Because you know. Um, but okay, that's cool. But anyway, to a more serious note, like I said, mm-hmm. um, what I really knew a lot about. 
if anything, mm-hmm. Uganda was about Idi Amin and mm-hmm. um, he's a, uh, we would call, he's a dictator, right? There's a lot of you know I don't know the spikes of theory. Did he really eat people? Um, <laughs> and then also I want you to share about he came when he came in. He gave uh what he gave foreigners, you mm-hmm. know, the Indians, I guess Europeans. Us, yeah, they had to leave the country. Yeah, no, then. They had to leave, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, what's your opinion of that? And maybe your dad, what do you know about that? Before we go, though, let me say this title. Uh, go ahead and read the title of This is a title of titles. This is a title <laughs> title. <laughs> uh-huh. His official title was His Excellency, President for Life, mm-hmm. Field Marshal, Alhaji Dr. Idi Amin Dada, BC, DSO, MC, mm-hmm. Lord of all the beasts of the earth and fishes of the sea mm-hmm. and conqueror of the British Empire in Africa in general, in Uganda in particular. Ah, <laughs> uh, Man, Idi Amin, wow. That's a title title. That's a title title. And what an what, uh, uh, interesting, controversial topic for so many Ugandans. Um, Granted, it doesn't really apply to our generation because of we didn't live through any of it. Nope. But I've heard two sides of the story, you know. What I can tell you is generally when he first came in, he was doing great things for Uganda. Like what? Um, roads, schools. Infrastructure. Uh, building infrastructure of the country. Okay. Was, was on the rise. Sounds like every dictator start. I think one thing that not a lot of people don't know about him is he wasn't educated. He didn't. Sounds like a lot of dictators. Go right. Ahead. He he he. Uh, he he was schooled in the military through the, by the British, right? Of course. British colonists, Uganda. Um, but he, uh, I from what I've heard, the tail end of his reign was was kind of his downfall because the people around him were could easily influence his thoughts. Right. Paranoia. Paranoia, anxiety. all that, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, he started to make rash decisions and decisions that ultimately saw his demise. But I think based on... I mean, all these things about he used to eat people's hearts and... All you know, Africans, we love a good story. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, I heard he ate like an arm. He put it in his fridge, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all I, that, I think, has been fabricated. Of course. Um, I, I always call BS, but, you know, some guys are right. convinced. But anyway, yeah. Some guys are convinced, you know, you may think what you want to think. I, I think it takes a special type of person to eat another man's heart hmm. and then have a frontal, like... Just you're you're an okay guy on the front, you know, which I'm not saying that he was. But what was his reasoning besides behind telling all the Indians, the Europeans, uh, the British that they had to leave? Man, it was. Uh, I I know it was it was, it was Asian, so all Indians, all the uh, Asians, right? Yeah, Indians, so uh, Japanese, foreigners. I mean, not Japanese, but Chinese. Uh, all foreigners. Basically, he said they had thirty or ninety days to leave the country. Or else what? Or else, Lord knows. I don't know. They, I don't think many people took that chance. But <laughs> I guess the reasoning behind it was they were such a minority but controlled the majority of the economy. Um, which, if you went into town, most businesses were ran by Indians or some sort of Asian. Um, and he didn't like that. He didn't. His, his people didn't like that. And the people around him were like, yo, these people have to leave, you know. Which I think has been a theme around the whole continent. Who's to blame for that, though? 
it's easy to say, oh, yeah, these guys took all our businesses. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's kick them out. But why why weren't Ugandans taking it's their country? Why didn't... I mean, not even Ugandans. It's, why don't we do that? We, we, yeah. it's, easy, it's the easy way. I mean, I guess he was influenced. But mm-hmm. it's easy for us to say, oh, yeah, man, these Lebanese, these Chinese, Indians, yeah, they have all the stories, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. why are the government not, you know, trying to promote, uh, you know, businesses manned by, let's say, Ugandans or, you know, even if it's Gambia? Why are we not promoting that? Why isn't you know, I think- that being pushed to not allow foreigners to come and have monopolies of um, certain industries in our countries? I think coming at that time, at least coming out of the colonial stage, not a lot of Ugandans had exposure. So having okay. the ability, that's a, that's a point. Yeah. having the ability to actually like proper run in a, a full economy, um, and then the ignorance of others, well, kind of yeah. It, and that's it was what difficult. you learn. That's what we learn. And mm-hmm. like I said, it took me till college to learn about these things about at least pre and post colonial Africa. But it sounds like, you know, to be honest, they just kind of just gave you the keys. They're like, yo, well. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks for all the natural resources. <laughs> thanks for all the exploitations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no instruction manual. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we created a country, but uh, you know, hey, good, yeah, luck. good luck, Godspeed. Right. Cool. Let me know how it goes. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, you see a similar thing in Zimbabwe when. Uh, some... Well, that's what caused it, though. I mean, yeah. that this is what we learn about in our history, where we go to years of dictatorship, coup d'état after coup d'état, because mm. it's all as a result of our countries gaining their independence. Mm. And um, too prematurely, you think? There's no such thing as getting infiltrated prematurely. Mm. First of all, there's, there was no such thing as countries mm. pre colonial, right? These are all borders that somewhere in the late 1800s, European countries opened up a map and say, all right, let's just pick, draw lines and say, mm-hmm. this is what we want, and this is now a country. Mm-hmm. So you do all that now, you know, and then you just leave the people, like, you leave different people, people, and then you're like, run it. Run it back. Mm, you know, back he, sorry, uh, that's not how it works, bro. Right. And I'm not trying to create excuses for a lot of the failed countries and all, uh, you know, all the bad stuff that happened and why we're kind of behind sometimes. Mm. Um, we still have a long way to go, but I'm just saying, too, it's pretty much was set up to fail mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, we don't have the answers. We're just getting a conversation. We ain't got the answers, way. So if you have the answers, please... Come to us. Come to our leaders. Let them know uh-huh. us what the what what the way is. Show us the way. Show us the way. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I think this starts. This part's uh, it's a good start here for yeah. us to show kind of where we at. What we're trying to talk about here. And um, um, once we post this year, if you have any comments or thoughts, do you know your family's uh history line or mm-hmm. you know do you know can you go generations back yeah i know what tribe you are we all know what tribe are you but what do you really know about it how does that uh influence you mm-hmm. um also what's it called just 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 want to start that conversation going people to think about it yeah um what's it called so for this podcast let's see we we want Obviously, like we said, we want it to be an ongoing conversation. So yeah, yeah. we want you all to give us your feedback. Give us uh, your feedback, your thoughts, comments, uh, questions. Questions are big because we're going to address questions in uh, like the subsequent episodes um, about any questions that you had in them. And uh, like I said, um, 
We, we're going to drop, what, 10 episodes? It's the first one. 10 for season one. So, stay tuned. Um, we're going to talk about... Hot Boy Summer. Hot Boy Summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be talking about many topics. Uh, let me just name a few here. Uh, of course, being young African professionals in America. Uh, mm. How to make the most of our roaring 20s. Yeah. Uh, the impact African parents have on us. That's a big one. Uh, debate line. We're going to have our debates. Uh, you know, the... Let's see, LeBron, Jordan, mm. you know, Steph Curry, my favorite player. I think, player. I think Steph, that's an easy, 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 easy conversation. There. Look, we shouldn't even be having that we'll, we'll save this for later, but I'm going to make an argument too why my man, Steph, is the best point guard of all time. Look at this. We, we'll, we'll, I, I got facts now, receipts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great football debate, you know, uh-huh. Messi or Ronaldo. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to try and shout out to, uh, you know, innovative African businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, focus on PJ Sound too, some of it. PJ Sound, yeah. You know, um, overall, what we can do. the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had, what, what are we going to do? The Russell Wilson versus Future, mm-hmm. the debate. Wow. Both sides of the argument. Hey! This this might spark some uh, some emotions. But yeah, we're going to talk about all of it, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. And our new generations, right? You know, how everything has changed. Mm-hmm. The Instagrams, the mm-hmm. social media, DMs. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about it all, you know, and just just see what's out there. Right. What, 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 what's y'all saying? Uh-huh. Um, so, what's up? We doing the top five? Top five. Top we're five, ending each five. episode with top five songs of the... of the. That's how we're going to be ending it. Of, of what should we call it? The week? Um, well, right now, right now, right now. Top, well, yeah, we'll see because we're gonna be dropping this podcast bi weekly, by the way. So, yeah. every two weeks, you know, probably Sundays. Well, just t- tune in, tune in, whatever, tune in when you we'll tune in. It. When we drop when it, we you know, it. hey, it's a podcast, that's the whole point. Uh-huh. Um, top five songs, top five songs we're gonna give you that I'm listening to and he's listening to right now. I'll start with number one, okay, do maybe, do by, maybe. Wow, what a song, uh. Who sang it again? What's his name? R- Rema? Rima? R- Rema? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. small boy. No, Some he's small <laughs> boy. <laughs> he's uh, out of Nigeria. Damn, Nigeria's taking over. That song's blown up all over the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I, if, you're, if you haven't heard it, you're lacking. Um, yeah. All right, that's one. Mm, what's number two? Uh, number two? Mm. Number two? Number two. Uh-uh. This guy. So my number two, I'm gonna give you a number two. Give give us what I'm, hey, I like I like shout out to um to J. Cole, Travis Scott, uh Young Thug, the mm. London. I really like that song. It's Wavy song. Slap. Wavy slap. song. It's a slap. Yes, sir. Um That's two. That's two. Number three. Masego, the song is called Old Age. Um this is for all you sugar babies out there. <laughs> <laughs> sugar sugar. Uh, you know, at the age is just a number. This is this is for all you guys. Nah, it's just a wavy song. Um, I I don't really. I, I that's the song I'm listening to right now. It's a bit older. It's probably like maybe close to a year old. But it's got Rennie in the video. If you don't know who Rennie is, he's an Instagram comedian. Masego is a dope uh, saxophonist out of. I mean, he's Jamaican, but he grew up here and he sings as well. Dope song. Uh, Give so them old, the name again. Old Age by Masego. Okay. Yeah. So we've gone Do Maybe by Rema. We've gone uh, London, London by uh, Young Thug, J. Cole, uh, mm-hmm. Travis. 
Um, you had your Masego song. Mm. That's three. So where are we going for four? Um, well, before we get to four, that song that you heard at the beginning of the episode was Anybody by Burner Boy. Yes. Shall we um, just give that four? We might give it four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burner. Shout out to Burner. Right. That guy is doing numbers. Yes. Um, Business is booming for Burner. <laughs> Um, for all you Seattleites, he's coming to Vancouver August 29th. <laughs> end of August. End of August. So that's like Labor Day weekend. Book that's not Labor not... Day weekend, but yeah, okay. It's b- of... before, isn't it? Labor Day is September, bro. Early September, I think. Yeah, it's the first week of... You might be right. Yeah, go this ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, shout out Burner Boy. It's my favorite artist right now. Yeah. And it has been since like 2015. So okay. You guys need to get on Okay. That. You giving him number four or number five? Let's give him four. Four? Yeah. What you got for five? Um, What do we have for five? I really like this Toast song. Toast? By Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, Speak yeah. on it. Nah, it's just a wavy song. You know, yeah. I like to buy good melodies. You know, I think she's from Jamaica. Jamaica, yeah. Yeah, Chronix yeah, yeah. artist. Chronix artist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and like I say, we'll talk about this too, man, because... Like I said, the music we listen to now, you know, shout out to Nigerian Afrobeats. They've really kind of taken over, but there's still mm. a lot of good stuff out there. You, out know, there. you know, Jamaica's out there, you know, even Ghana, East Africa, you know, yeah. you know, they're doing their things over there, too. So it, it might look like there's a monopoly going on in African music. Come on, man. You can't talk about the Congolese, Ivorian, you know, Cameroon. There's a yeah. lot of music out there. So expand your mind. We, we're going to have to make sure um, when we drop our top fives. You know, I it's mean, global. it's going to be it's a global, global team, you know. You know? Um, I think for my last song, it was a very old song, but I recently just got put on. It's called La Vida by Mikasa. Mikasa is a South African deep house group or Afro house group, whatever yep. you want to call it. Yes, sir. Um, that song's a vibe, especially mm-hmm. for summer. I love you guys who have convertibles, roof or, or, <laughs> or moon roofs. <laughs> the moon <you> roof. <laughs> Put those back and blast that song. Yes, it, sir. It's, it's, a, it's a vibe. Mikasa by... Mikasa? I mean, it's a La Vida We'll, we'll make sure, Mikasa. too, we put these top fives. When we send the post, we put it on the IG so people can actually not be trying to say, oh, okay. Yes, so, sir. Yeah. All right. That's all we got. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. Damn, we went an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah. Until next time, signing out. It's your boy... What it do, baby? What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs>